0: Welcome to Naked and Counting, the longest-running podcast serving the Afro-Latin dance community. I'm Magna Gopal.
1: And I'm Leon Rose. We're here to discuss the topics that you want to hear in an informative and light-hearted way.
0: What up, Leon?
1: What's happening, Magna Gopal? How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. How are you?
1: Uh, I'm I'm very good, actually. Uh, very good. I'm in a period of uh, a lot of traveling right now. I've been... Uh, all over I'm going all over the place for the next uh, couple of weeks and
0: nice.
1: I was in Senegal in Africa uh, that was that was an experience if if there's anybody that's out there that's maybe thought about going to Africa go and check out Senegal it's really it's really a, a breathtaking experience you know it's that the up the highs and lows of you know the beautiful country then passing by it like a a house where they own slaves and stuff like that where they process the slaves it was just like a a crazy experience emotional experience but it was one well worth it and the people are just amazing so i would definitely recommend that
0: i had a similar experience when i went to benin like that oh yeah be one of the slave ports Um, yeah it was was, yeah was pretty powerful Actually, Africa, all my trips to Africa, all of them are in, like, the top tens. So, like, there are other places I've been to around the world, but every single country i visited in Africa was just one of the best trips ever. So I second Leon's suggestion. Take a trip to Africa if you can.
1: Uh, Definitely. Wow.
0: So I got a question for you. And I don't know if we actually discussed this in a previous podcast. I don't think we went into depth into it, but... Now, you know, in speaking to you in the past and everything, like there are other perspectives to it. There might be a purpose to it. The idea of paying people to social dance. So Mm -hmm. in the past, um, I used to get organizers who used to reach out and say, like, this is what we would like from you. How much would it cost for XXX and social dancing? And I would provide them with a price for everything minus the social dancing. They're like, well, what's the cost for that? And I said, there's no cost because that's something I enjoy doing. Just make sure that the environment, the floor is good. You know, you've know, you got a good DJ playing and um, make sure your timing of your schedule makes sense. You know, Don't put me at a workshop at 7 a.m. and expect me to be on the dance floor until five. So I never actually signed off on anything that involved social dancing. I'd still end up going to the event, but I would usually tell them, like, look, I enjoy social dancing. That is the favorite part of this whole community for me. So I will be on the dance floor, permitting that your dance floor is not unpolished concrete.
1: <laughs> I think I've, um, out of all the festivals that I've done, all the festivals and congresses, there may have been stipulations in the contract where, you know, they ask you to social dance, but I've never been specifically paid to social dance because you know the way i see it as an artist and i'm gonna i want to come at this whole subject from a couple of different angles but as an artist uh in this business it's not just about a good show it's not just about a good class it's not just about social dancing it's all three so yes. yeah you're gonna make sure all those three i keep every podcast I always talk about the threes and it it, it is true
0: it if is one of those
1: is not strong make the rest of them <laughs> stronger but right. you know as an artist it should be but also i do understand that this job can be very physical can be very demanding mm-hmm. and if we're talking about performance i've performed a lot but there's people that perform a hell of that i have and still do perform a hell of a lot more than me mm-hmm. like a good few times a week so many classes and then have to travel on the weekend, and I can tell you, and you could attest to this. This is very tiring.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So
1: there is there is that added motivation that if you are getting paid to social dance, you may say, "Okay, I'm." You're looking at this as a job. Everything that you're doing, every section of this, um, this this job that we love, if you look at it as you're getting paid to do something then yeah i can understand why people might stipulate that they want social dancing within in the contract and they will dance that certain amount of time yeah
0: right i mean i think that came about a little bit more when artists like back in the days when i first started dancing and i think the new york congress in 2004 that i had visited it was i mean every artist was on the dance floor But eventually, I think the trend became a lot of artists didn't dance. And that's when organizers felt the need to, like, okay, we want you dancing in addition to your shows and in addition to your classes, and then started to put that into contracts. Um, And initially, I used to think, like, that's so silly, you know, like, why are you, you can't force someone to do something that's supposed to be the fun part of it, you know, like, that's, it's not as uh, incentivizing as you may think, just by saying, paying for it, because I don't think, like, what's the cost? Like, what is an hour of a class versus an hour of a social dancing is very different in my eyes. But here's
1: something, as a a famous instructor, (laughs) when you go on the dance floor, you're gonna get mobbed by people of different levels, people trying to prove themselves, Uh, maybe the it's not necessarily the beginners but those people trying to prove themselves can actually cause injuries
0: absolutely but that's what I'm saying so there's so there's so many other factors that are hard to control when it comes to social dancing that isn't the same as teaching or performing like performing you get a tech rehearsal you understand the stage you understand the space you know what you're working with you have time to make adjustments classes also different you see a class that's fully jam-packed well maybe you're not going to be doing any traveling teaching any traveling moves or traveling patterns you see a floor that's um you know some sticky carpet obviously maybe don't include spin so you can make those adjustments but on the dance floor it's much harder as you said it could be a beginner dancer that is um making things uncomfortable it could be even an advanced dancer just trying to show off all their moves potentially causing some sort of injury so like i i that's one of the reasons why I feel less inclined to be forced to social dance, even if it is for money and more inclined to say, look, I'm a social dancer by nature and I enjoy it, so I will be out there dancing. Just make sure that you've got a decent floor and some decent music and that will keep me on there. But you were mentioning, you know, you obviously organize events and all of that stuff too. There, there is that element of People who are attending who are maybe extremely shy, who want the experience, but are scared or it's their first time. And so they don't even have those uh haven't conquered their nerves to go and ask somebody, forget even the artist, just ask anybody, right? Who are sitting there?
1: That's coming from the other side now. So that's what I was gonna say is that as an event organizer, you have to read the crowd. And if you are organizing an event where there are people getting left out and you may see afterwards, uh, you might see complaints on uh, social media or you might get some feedback, Um, you've got to address that. And every situation may be different. Like there may be um, an event where there's so many women that the majority are not getting a good dance. So maybe that might be a case of inviting people in that social dance, not necessarily... You know, paying the 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 artist to dance with people because I don't think as an artist if you're coming over to social dance perform uh, and teach your your aim is not to go around and search for people that are not getting dances or start uh, hidden away in a corner. That's not their job. They're on the they're on the dance floor socializing whatever. If we have people that do that. Maybe they get paid, maybe they get free entrance, but they 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 just make sure people are, are happy, and I, that's what I like. I, I want people to be happy, and I want people to complain, and I don't want them to get their dances. So that might be a case of the promoter deciding to hey, just, uh, yeah, help help everybody, help, help help move it forward.
0: Well, so that brings into the question: whose responsibility is it to have a good time? You know that that's almost placing a Sure, I understand like the discrepancy if you've got a lot of females in general in that community and you know they'll all be attending the event. So you're like, we need some male dancers. Maybe I can incentivize them with either a free pass for them and a friend or pay them something to make it so that it's a balanced dance floor and everyone gets the opportunity to dance. But like the bigger the event, the harder that is to manage, you know? And so I think personally everybody individually needs to take responsibility for their own pursuits, their own goals, their own growth, and their own enjoyment. And if you're going to an event as intimidating as it may be, maybe you just put it in your like a checklist and say, doesn't matter what, I will ask five people to dance instead of being on the sidelines, feeling intimidated and then saying, oh, you know, no one asked me to dance or I didn't even get to dance because these people were all mingling with each other or those people were always getting asked and I wasn't getting asked. Like, I feel like there's that element of it too, where, where there is a lot of blame or responsibility placed on other people for your own enjoyment when in reality you're not making any steps other than just paying your pass and attending the event.
1: I think there's um, insecurity comes into it. As I, I remember, like, sure. and we're all humans, you know, you, you feel maybe you're not of that level and you want to dance with somebody. And when you finally pluck up the courage to ask this superstar dancer and you get up there and you feel that this person, you don't, you first of all, you feel like you're not doing the right things, Feel you start to sweat. You 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 forgotten all your routines and you feel like you're repeating everything. And then that person might give, like a bored look, you know? Um, And then that kind of ruins your night.
0: But that's the thing too. I mean, can you even avoid that with paying people to social dance? I mean, you can't, just because someone's paid to social dance or incentivized to social dance with everybody does not mean you can force them to enjoy it. Like they could try, but let's say there's a female social dancer that's paid to, to be present. And that person is dancing with all these guys and some guys really rough like it's going to be hard for her to put on a smile on her face when she's being led really roughly, right? Like now she's being paid. So yes, she has a purpose beyond just enjoying herself, but she cannot enjoy herself. And that's going to be visible to the partner. And And then what do you get other complaints from those people saying, well, you know, um, I paid to be at this event and they promised that I'd be able to social dance. And the artist is like, yeah, I got paid to social dance too. All the artists that were there got paid to social dance. And then this person's complaining, yeah, but this artist who got paid to social dance extra was had this miserable look on their face. Like now you've got this complaint with an entitlement attached to it, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think that definitely goes a little bit deeper, actually. That comes down to the influencers. That comes down to the instructors passing on the, the knowledge. For us, for me now, I think I'm responsible in letting my students know that they uh, should be able to go and dance with anybody, anywhere, any style, and 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 just find a way to enjoy themselves. There's no one style. Somebody asked me this the other day. I said, "Oh, um, you know, I, I, there's this club, but yeah, some of the people dance Cuban style, or they like some of these people only dance on one." And I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't <laughs> matter.
0: See, but that is a responsible instructor because you're right, there's there's like a two-way approach. There is your ground up approach, which is everybody who shows up anywhere should take some sort of agency and responsibility over their own enjoyment. You wanna dance, go ask people to dance. You're not being asked, don't wait. Like, just find, like you have to overcome those insecurities and ask people to dance. But, uh, and on the organizer level, you know, know your crowd and try to organize an event where at least the possibility exists for everybody to dance. So if you know that your crowd is all females or all followers, and then you don't have any extra leads coming in other than your instructors, which is like three instructors to, or three lead instructors to, I don't know, 50 followers, then yeah, there's gonna be a a lot of people disappointed because they didn't get a chance to dance. So there's that organizer part, and then there's the instructor level where most of these people are learning from somebody if the instructors are sitting there just focusing on teaching you moves and turn patterns, but not actually telling you, look, like what you're saying to your students, go out and ask people to dance. Don't worry about the style, figure it out, have fun, learn, you know, and, and for the advanced dancers, go ask beginners to dance. Like if you're not encouraging that in your students, then you're, you're also not contributing to the solution at the end of the day for everyone to have fun.
1: I think we're all responsible for how we all, um, our environment, you know. How we so contribute it's what, to that? Yeah, how we, how, what, whatever we put in, you know, you put in what you want to get back. So, if you want people to be friendly, if you want people to, you know, dance with anybody and everybody, and find a way to just enjoy themselves, then you put that in. And if you do, if you do, do see somebody that's miserable on the side, and they're not dancing, you know, why not go up to them and tell them about this podcast? <laughs>
0: nice (laughs) and don't forget to hit like subscribe uh leave us a rating and follow us on instagram and facebook at naked and counting and check us out individually at magna capel and at mr leon rose catch you in the next episode i'm not gonna say ciao bye bye you see i closed my lips there (laughs) (laughs) and then i was just about to say ciao
1: (laughs) (laughs) au revoir